2: influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.
3: Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Senator and Democratic presidential hopeful Elizabeth Warren says she'll break up giant tech companies like Google, Facebook, and Amazon if she's elected in order to keep the marketplace competitive. Joining me is Jennifer Reed, Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Litigation Analyst. So, Jen, Warren said that when someone gets excessive market dominance, they start to destroy the market competition. Does she have a point? Because, I mean, Google is a verb already. <laughs> and who could compete with Google or Facebook?
4: Well, I'll say as a matter of antitrust law, no, she doesn't really have a point because, you know, after many, many, many years of of lawsuits and study and application of the law to, to business, you know, what the Supreme Court has said more than once is that market dominance alone is not anti-competitive and doesn't kill competition. But market dominance coupled with bad conduct, you know, conduct that would foreclose other competitors, that can violate the antitrust laws. And I think in terms of just a blanket statement that, that a dominance in, in one um, area, in one sector, destroys other competition is is just not really, you know, most economists would tell you that you just, you just can't say that, that it's going to, going to be a case-by-case basis and it's going to depend on the companies and how that marketplace operates.
3: How difficult would it be to do? Because she points to President Teddy Roosevelt, trust busting. There's the breakup of AT&T in the late 80s. There's Glass-Steagall, which dealt with banks. It's been done before.
4: It has been done before, but when you think about taking a company and breaking it up, you have to look at the structure of that company and how well integrated that company is to begin with. In this case, you have these internet platforms that are considered multi-sided platforms, and it means both sides of the businesses, to some extent, depend on the other and and the success of the other. And, And one of the things that... Provides a good consumer benefit, and you know, free services, free to search on Google, and lower prices on Amazon, and free to participate in Facebook, is the fact that they leverage some of these other sides of the business and the advertising side. So, you know, when you think about AT&T, it is widely thought of as a fairly successful breakup, but one of the, one of the very few. Um, and in that case, it may have been that it was just an easier to separate out the businesses that were at issue. In fact, AT&T is the one when it thought that it would be losing in court. That suggested that option separating those the local telephone service from the long distance, rather than what what was actually being sought by the plaintiffs in that case. So so they thought it feasible, but it isn't always feasible for a very well integrated company to be able to just break apart and then continue to offer the consumer benefits that it offers, and and it'll ruin many of the efficiencies that are built in.
1: You know success when you see it, or you think you do. The people in the spotlight: athletes, actors, artists. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You
0: know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through.
5: Start your journey at steeple.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com.
3: Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. I want to get your reaction to something she said. What she proposes is to prohibit platforms from both offering a marketplace for commerce and participating in the marketplace. So she said, you can be an umpire, a platform, <laughs> or you can own teams, but you can't be an umpire and own one of the teams that's in the game. So in other words... In with uh, Facebook's tie-up with WhatsApp, you would mm-hmm. you would just separate them. Right. Or Amazon's purchase of Whole Foods, no go.
4: Right? Well, you know, I thought about that analogy for quite a long time because I <laughs> I, I just don't actually see it as particularly applicable because sports. And sports teams are very different than business. And if you think about business, for in many, many different industries, many types of different industries and platforms and sectors for many years, companies have competed as well as done business with their rivals. You know, this is the way business generally works. And it would be very odd to me to, to s- separate out internet platforms uh, um, from everything else. I mean, think about it, when you go to the grocery store, it, the grocery store is selling a product, but it also has its own private label products on the shelves competing True. with the branded products offered by the grocery store. Costco, for example, has its own brand. I can think of so many other examples in agriculture, in beef processing, and chicken, in many different industries that, you know, This is how business thrives. And it would be arbitrary to me to have a different kind of a rule for tech and internet platforms. We'll we'll see where it goes. It's
3: become very popular. It's it's become popular to break, to the idea of breaking them up. But let's turn to a current merger. Last Thursday, the Federal Communications Commission paused in its review of T-Mobile's purchase of Sprint, which has been under review for eight months. Mm -hmm. What's happening?
4: Well, you know, I think this is probably not a good sign for the deal. Now, now the fact that they paused is is really largely procedural, because they got a whole tranche of new documents and analyses by T-Mobile and Sprint that they really needed time to look at, and they needed to get out to the marketplace and get comments from from third parties. So they needed the time and they stopped the clock. And that's generally what they do. But the fact is, after eight months, as you just mentioned, to now supply new analysis and new information suggests to me that the old arguments aren't really working very well and that T-Mobile is having a, a struggle convincing the regulators that this deal is not anti-competitive. So that is probably a bad sign for the deal.
3: Well, we've talked about this before, about whether it's anti-competitive. It would combine the th- 3rd and 4th
4: largest U.S. wireless providers. Mm -hmm. In itself, that seems to be a really tough argument to make. And in fact, twice before that kind of deal, it wasn't always three and four, but that kind of deal has been attempted um, and and failed in front of these regulators, the FCC and the Department of Justice. I think this deal is a really close call, June, because from just a pure, straightforward textbook antitrust perspective, it looks like an anti-competitive deal. Now, where a deal might have the tendency to cause harm in a marketplace which i think this deal superficially suggests the companies have the option of showing the pro competitive efficient side of that deal and the benefits that'll come out of that deal and if the regulators think those benefits will outweigh the potential for harm that deal can still get cleared but you know i i, ne- I don't know a deal that has one out on that and i think they have a tough argument here and and i think the odds uh, aren't great now that's the FCC that's put it on hold do we know what's happening at the Department of Justice with its review so they're still in the middle of their review and they must have some sort of a timing agreement with the companies because at this point I would think that they have finished the in-depth request for information called a second request and usually what happens is once the companies finish it it gives the DOJ only 30 days and I think we've probably passed that point so the companies likely entered into a timing agreement we don't know the terms of that agreement so we don't know where they are on their time clock But the head of the DOJ's antitrust division has said that they are working closely with the FCC and somewhat aligning with the FCC. So I think we'll probably see decisions around the same time. All right. Well, and they're going to testify this week on Capitol Hill. So more about that. That's
3: Jennifer Reed, Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Litigation Analyst. For more of Jen's analysis, go to BI Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This
0: is Bloomberg. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor q